Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. And this year, Remembrance Day is particularly important, particularly relevant. It's always relevant. But it really stands out because this year is the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I. We love round numbers. We love big anniversaries. And this one fits with that exactly. This is a huge anniversary, a huge moment. In fact, it was World War I, November 11, that led to Remembrance Day. So this is a big, big deal. Will, what I'm really interested in by this, though, is there's been talk this year, more talk about World War I. We seem to know so much more about World War II mm-hmm. than we do about World War I. And I understand that it's more recent, so that's obviously going to have more of an impact. But beyond that, when Hollywood has done things on war, it's way more often been on World War II than on World War I. When, you know, I mean, I think of all the movies that have been made about wars. There have been a few World War I movies, but almost all of them. yeah. Or World War Two, and I'm. Is it only because? Is it only because of Hitler? I mean, is that it, to put a real fine point on it? Is it because we had the perfect, and when I say perfect, I mean the opposite, but the perfect villain, and so that makes that war so much more intriguing and interesting, or is there something else going on? No, I think that is a very strong part of it. I would also uh, have to say that the way we documented our culture had changed by the time of World War II. World War I was coming out of the, I, I mean, it was the 19th century, but things were still done, things were still handled, the entertainment we still consumed was more like something from the Victorian era. It was, you know, the novels, stories, whatever. By World War II, we had film serials, we had radio everywhere, and we had comic books driving home the fact that Hitler is a supervillain, and and he and the Nazis have been firmly entrenched in pop culture from there on out. I think it is partly that it, it resonated with the culture at the time, and it still does because we are using uh, forms of entertainment now more often that uh, were already around then. Whereas World War One was a little bit earlier, and it, it seems a little more uh, lost in the haze of time, even though as a, a, a fan myself of, of older forms of entertainment, and it is not, and we should know more. Well, I... I agree with you about the idea that we have film clips and we have other things, more pictures and more living people or, yeah, Mm -hmm. still living, who were there in World War II. There's much more evidence of World War II, documented evidence. But that has never stopped Hollywood in the past. There's, there's biblical epics from way before. There's, Hollywood has long loved doing the stuff that doesn't require yeah, film or anything else, they can recreate it, and yet they really don't. And again, I, I just, I, it got me thinking today. If it's just because, if if World War Two had been similar to World War One, as far as you didn't have the central villain in it that was Hitler, that makes the story very easy to understand. World War Two is a really easy war to understand. The yeah. nut of what it was about. World, and World War One was much more complicated. It's much more complicated. The narrative of World War Two: we have to defeat the Nazis and Adolf Hitler before he takes over the world. That yep. That is not difficult to follow. 
I wonder if it's that simple, if it's that easy to whittle down why we know so much more about it. I think that is a major part of it. At the very least, that is how we understand World War II. And I mean, that was a major aspect of it. I'm sure there was all sorts of complicated political stories as well. But of course, at the end of the day, it was stop Hitler. Uh, I also think it's a snowball, a snowball effect. People now, people in Hollywood or whatever now know World War II. That's what you make a, a war movie about. You know, it's worked before. Let's do it again. Uh, I would be interested to see more about World War One, and I got to give a shout out to Wonder Woman for at least doing that. <laughs> well, well, there, I mean, there have been some. There have been some other ones. There was a uh, a yeah. miniseries, a Canadian miniseries, a series about World War One, and I'm, I'm forgetting the name right now. It starts with a P, but I can't remember what the name of it was. Uh, and, and it was good. It was fine. But we, social, not social media, entertainment media have taken the idea of World War II and burned it into our brain so that World War I, for some of us, doesn't even seem all that relevant or all that real, which makes this year's anniversary so much more important because it really was. I mean, the number of Canadians, the number of people who were killed in World War I is an astonishing number, and we kind of just underplay it, A, because of the fact that we're so far away because we don't know anybody who most of us, who was ever in World War One, so long ago, we have no, I mean, it's a hundred years now since it ended. Most of the people who fought in World War One would have been 18 at least when they were in it. So we're talking about someone who would have been at least 118, 120 years old today. Who among us knows someone who lived that long that we could have overlapped with them? We just have no connection to it at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Keep take. Be sure it'll be on here on CHML Sunday morning. Be sure to take some time, do some looking, do some reading about World War One as well. It is important. It is the year to do that. Uh, and a shout out to uh, Razor's Edge, another film about World War One, book by Somerset Maugham. Yeah. The Scott Radley Show, weekday evenings from six to eight on nine hundred CHML.